welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. This is episode 128, and today I'm going to try to answer the question that I asked in episode 126. I've been trying to follow the book of Revelation consistently, and so last week I didn't answer that question. I said, let's wait till we get to chapter 21, which talks about the new heavens and the new earth. And with that information in Revelation 21, we can ask the question, will there be a Marian millennium or a Marian era of peace before the second coming, and that's the emphasis there, before the second coming. My answer in episode 126 was rather clear, no. We don't find it anywhere in Scripture. Uh, It's not in the book of Revelation. Anywhere else in the Bible, you don't find anything like that. It's not in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. It's not in the creeds, the councils of the church. And I had in episode 126, two refutations of the whole notion of a Marian era of peace before the second coming by St. John Paul II, a Marian pope if there ever was one, and Pope Benedict XVI. Yet it has been repeated so many times that there will be a Marian millennium or a Marian triumph, a Marian uh, era of peace before the second coming. I mentioned that Google has about 5.9 million results if you if you just do a simple search for it. So it's widespread. And why am I concerned about this? Well, because the Bible explicitly warns that there's going to be a false era of peace that will occur before the second coming. And it's not led by the Blessed Virgin Mary, it's led by the Antichrist. St. Paul warns in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 3, when people say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as travail comes upon a woman with child, and there will be no escape. The Catechism, section 676, says the Antichrist deception already begins to take shape in the world every time the claim is made to realize within history that messianic hope which can only be realized beyond history. The reason being, we're conflicted individuals as a result of sin in our lives, as a result of even the remnants of sin in our lives, and this is where wars and lack of peace comes from, and we are not going to have a prolonged era of peace before the second coming of Christ. I really wish we did, but we will not. But let me put that in a positive sense, and that's the bottom line for the message today. Mary will be queen during a long era of peace. I'm going to repeat that. Mary will be queen during an extremely long period of peace. And that long reign of Mary as queen, her era of peace, is in Revelation 21. But that reign will not be during this age 
but in the age to come. Now, here's the problem. Let's say you received a vision today of the Marian era of peace, and you saw peace and tranquility amongst the nations. You saw people living in harmony. You seeing maybe even nature blooming in a way that uh, is not you know, the pollution's gone, things are growing nicely, the weeds tend to go away a lot. I mean, everything's great. And you think, wow, well, if, if, if I'm seeing that, that has to happen now because in the future, we'll be living in heaven, we'll have streets of gold, and we'll have kind of semi-translucent bodies, kind of like semi-ghosts, and we'll be living in a cloud-like existence. And if you ask your children to write a simple paragraph, what will life be like after the second coming of Christ? That's kind of the notion in many Christians' minds. That's the notion in many Christian hymns. And if that's your, your vision of the new heavens and the new earth, the future age after Christ returns, you say, well, That's so contrary to real life here on earth. If I'm seeing in a vision the Marian era of peace, well, it obviously has to happen before Christ returns. But the bottom line problem with all this is Platonism. Platonism is the Greek version of seeing the material world as evil, and when you get to something truly spiritual, that all goes away. That has nothing to do with the Christian hope. The most fundamental confusions regarding biblical prophecy, regarding the age to come, is this whole platonic idea that it's kind of a non-material existence. Now, we're going to have a new earth, and we are going to live on a new earth. If you read Revelation 21, and I'm not going to read the whole chapter because I'm getting to the point of answering this question— we will be living on earth. The last scenes of the Bible is not we going to heaven, it's heaven coming down. The new Jerusalem comes down. Jesus comes down, lives with, and he brings his faithful people with him. We'll have new bodies, real, real bodies. They're different from the bodies we have. They'll be perfect. They won't be subject to sickness and death, but it'll be real. It's not kind of like... uh, I don't know, like a fairy tale of future. No, this is stunningly real. It's the restoration of paradise on earth. And just to show you how real it is, one of the places you find in the Bible about the new heavens and the new earth, right along with these closing chapters of the book of Revelation, is Isaiah 65. And Jesus, or God says in Isaiah 65, behold, I create a new heavens, and a new earth. Now, listen to the reality of that. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. (laughs) The era of peace. This is the new heavens and the new earth not before it. And the reason people only see, they see the vision perhaps accurately, but because of platonic categories that the future is not real, they said, well, it has to be before Christ comes, not after. No, after Christ comes, life is going to be more real than it is today. 
there's going to be animals. And the peace is not just between nations and families and individuals and between people and God. The peace, the era of peace called the new heavens and the new earth even extends to the animals. So Mary will be queen over the earth the new earth. There will be a reign of peace, and it won't be for a period. It will be for eternity. This is glorious stuff. So getting back to our original question, how do you explain all the visions and prophecies of the Marian era of peace? In a word, it's Platonism versus Revelation 21 and Isaiah 65. It's uh, pie-in-the-sky notions that have been reinforced by hundreds of hymns, erroneous preachers. uh, People just assume that that's what eternal life will be like and don't have any conception. I mean, why did God preserve all the animals in the ark during the Great Flood? And that was a preview of the final judgment when Jesus comes a second time. Why did God preserve all the animals, because as Noah came into a new world, that was almost a preview of our coming into the new heavens and the new earth. It's not that we go off and live in a cloud. We live on a real new earth with animals, people, our extended family from generations previous. It's a glorious deal. But here's how it works. And I'm indebted, by the way, to a um, Protestant author I just came across by the name of uh, Jack Deere, and it really didn't have anything to do with our particular topic because he's not even a Catholic, but he mentioned three functions that occur when you have a, a prophecy or a vision, and I liked his summary. You have revelation, interpretation, and application. Let me say those three again. These are the three parts to a prophecy or a vision when it comes and then it's given. Revelation, interpretation, and application. And this really helps me. Now, you may disagree with this vigorously, but what I am sincerely trying to do in this broadcast is show how a lot of really good people who have had visions of a Marian age or prophecies of a Marian era of peace may have received a genuine revelation. But part of a revelation, it just doesn't come Uh, you know, like in a capsule, we drop it in water and it pops open. No, it comes as revelation, interpretation, and application. Let me give you a real-life example out of the book of Acts. There is a prophet in Acts chapter 11 by the name of Agabus, and he stood up and foretold by the Holy Spirit that there'd be a great famine over the whole world. And he was right. This is part of the collections that Paul took up was to help people deal with this great famine that was going on over the world. So Agabus was the real deal. He was a real prophet. All right. Acts 21. Guess who we meet again? While we were staying there for some time, a prophet by the name of Agabus came down. And coming to us, he took Paul's girdle and bound his own feet and hands and says, Thus says the Holy Spirit, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this girdle and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. That was verses 10 and 11. Verses 10 and 11 was the revelation, and it was true. Then verse 12, When we heard this, we and the people there 
begged him not to go up to Jerusalem. Now, the idea is the the sincere Christians who maybe owned their owed their spiritual life to the apostle Paul saw in a genuine revelation that Paul was going to be arrested if he goes down to Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. And so their interpretation of that was, well, that was bad. God gave us that revelation so that we could warn Paul not to go there. That was their interpretation of it and their application saying, don't go to Jerusalem. Revelation, interpretation, and application. But Paul had known this before even this occurred because the chapter before in Acts 20, Paul says, now behold, I am going to Jerusalem, bound in the spirit, not knowing what shall befall me there, except the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city. These are repeated prophecies, like the 5.9 million hits to the Marian era of peace on Google, okay? The Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. It was God's will he be arrested and taken to Rome. He was arrested in a jail kind of attached to the emperor, the emperor of the world's whole uh, complex in Rome. And he was there from morning till night testifying to the power of the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ, the Messiah. It was God's will to bring him there. So you had genuine, absolutely 100% genuine prophecy, right? That was the revelation. But the interpretation and application, because they love Paul, was off because God had a greater purpose. And the same thing with the Marian prophecies, revelation. Yes, there's gonna be a Marian era of peace greater than anybody can probably conceive, but the interpretation and application of that is thrown off on the timeline due to Platonism. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 128 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.